Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. It's the podcast that allows me to stay in broadcasting. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Today I am going to be talking about rewriting and notably trimming, making your scripts shorter and better. And so what I'm going to do is this. There was a 10-minute play that I wrote last year called The Fugitive, and I got it in a festival. It's the Short and Sweet Festival in Hollywood, and I directed it, and I put together a great cast, Penny Pizer and Andy Goldberg. So I had this play, and you might remember about a year ago, there was a podcast episode where I put together a cast and recorded a failed pilot that I always wanted to hear. Well, what I did that night was I rented a small theater, and after that reading, I kept the audience, and since I was in the process of rehearsing The Fugitive, I got Penny and Andy, and they did a reading of it for the audience, so it gave me a chance to hear the audience reaction. Then I went back and did some trimming. Now, the original, the one that you hear first, which is that reading, is about 12 and a half minutes. After all of the trimming and rewriting, it got down to about nine minutes, and you're going to hear the finished product. This is going to be a recording at the Short and Sweet Festival, and you'll hear that it's better and that the audience reaction is better, and you're not going to miss any of the stuff that I took out. Okay, kind of an interesting experiment, and hopefully it will be entertaining along the way, and you might even get some laughs listening to The Fugitive. Now, let me set the premise for you. It's pretty easy, actually. It is just a couple sitting on the couch watching TV, and the wife has a laptop computer on her lap. Okay, you game for this? Why not? Here is the reading of the Fugitive. Oh, 
Holy shit, the fugitive is on. Boy, that's when you know we have 6,000 channels. Okay, it's on channel uh, 982, but that's not the point. I loved the fugitive when I was a kid. You and my parents. Now, there was a premise. Dr. Richard Kimball, falsely accused of murdering his wife, escapes and runs around the country searching for a one-armed man he saw leave the scene, relentlessly pursued by Lieutenant Gerard, who will stop at nothing to capture him. Brought to you by Jello. <laughs> you want to watch a 50-year-old program? Yeah, come on, it'll be fun. Keep searching. Maybe you'll find a Today Show from 1953. <laughs> Seriously, come on, what could have hurt to spend an hour going back to a simpler time? Back when we thought we could change the world and didn't know yet that we would. But horribly. <laughs> Fine, watch The Fugitive. Don't worry, you'll still get your six hours a day of NCIS. <laughs> watch The Fugitive. Oh, look, the, the key to enjoying this is losing yourself. Let the show transport you to another time, another place. Another dress size. <laughs> God, we're old. We're not old. This was 50 years ago, and we remember it. We're American Gothic. <laughs> Can you please just immerse yourself? Okay. Consider me immersed. Thank you. Oh, wow. Tuesday weld. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I, I'm, I'm checking to see how old she was then. Well, no, no, come on. Just let the nostalgia wash over you. It'll only take a second. She was born in 1943, so uh, 22. <laughs> How do you just know that? Immerse yourself. You're not immersing. You still have a thing for Tuesday Weld. She's a marvelous... What porn do you watch late at night? <laughs> She's a marvelous actress. Uh-huh. What year was Judy Dench born? <laughs> Valerie, come on. Sorry. <laughs> who, who played the fugitive again? David? Jan somebody? Uh, Jansen. David Jansen. Oh. He's a good-looking guy. You think so? I don't have his birth date memorized, but yeah. <laughs> he died young, you know. I wasn't planning on contacting him. Can we just watch? Come on, we're missing all the story turns. What story turns? Every week it was the same thing. He changes his name. He takes a crappy job as a truck driver or a lumberjack. He almost gets caught, but at the last minute, some person he operated on in a ditch helps him escape. Now brought to you by Humira. <laughs> There's more to it than that. He's searching for the one-armed man. So why doesn't he just flee to Tahiti, tend bar, and pay a private detective to look for him? Why stick around and shovel shit in Louisiana? Because the detective won't know the right one-armed man. Well, he can take photos. It's not like the guy had two arms but looked sort of Jewish. <laughs> yeah, like there are 72 murders a week in the Navy that only NCIS can solve. <laughs> They also have jurisdiction over the Marines, Tom. <laughs> but 
I, I, I will stop now. We, we can watch quietly and appreciate all the story turns, such as they are. <laughs> Thank you. That sheriff, who is that guy? We've seen him like a million times. Tuesday's taking off her mittens. You're missing it. <laughs> it's going to drive me crazy. How are you going to look it up? Fat Sheriff on Fugitive? Yeah, here, IMDB, Fugitive, Weld, Crosscheck, and... Okay, yeah, I got it. Here, Andrew Tomlinson. Let me click on his page and see what he's done. Ah, the drug mule on Hawaii Five-0. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. What? He was only 56 when he died. How old was David Jansen? Check. <laughs> Yikes. 48. You're kidding. Mm, heart attack. He was still a kid. Well, to us. Thank God he had this show. At least he's remembered for something. On Channel 982. Uh -huh. Still, it's a legacy. The show is probably what killed him. What? Every week he was wading through swamps or outrunning dogs. Look, look, there he's carrying Tuesday Weld up the mountain. She may be 95 pounds, but believe me, by take six, she was a piano. <laughs> well, he can't be under that much strain. He's smoking. <laughs> and how come he never changes his appearance? Huh? You'd think he'd grow a beard, wear glasses. No wonder everybody spots him every week. He could make extra cash going to crime conventions signing his wanted posters. The man has dimples, Valerie. No leading man who has dimples ever wears a beard. I swear you know nothing about Hollywood. He could wear his hair long. He wouldn't get kicked out of show business for that. Honey, look... Darling, the statute of limitations on criticizing TV series is like 40 years, so I think they're okay. Well, these, these are good things to know if they ever do a reboot. But they have done reboots, movies, TV shows. Oh, that's, that's right. We saw that movie yeah. on, on Channel 861, I believe. <laughs> who, who starred in it again? Harrison Ford. Ah, yes. And he had a beard. A, no dimples. Yes, he does. And B, he dove off a dam 15,000 feet and survived. Sure, he's Indiana Jones. I don't care if he's Wonder Woman. He'd be dead. You know, now that I think about it, the fugitive is really just Les Miserables, but with, without the songs. What? Well, a Frenchman escapes prison. The police inspector is after him. And it's the French Revolution, so lots of guys end up with one arm. Where's Victor Hugo's Emmy? This may be the dumbest conversation we've ever had. And in the movie, Hugh Jackman also had a beard. And dimples. Maybe Kimball assumed that everyone would think he'd grow a beard, and that's what they'd be looking for. So to stay ahead of everyone, he didn't grow a beard. Now it's the dumbest conversation we've ever had. Can we just watch the show? Wow, Humira does sponsor this. <laughs> well, you could get tuberculosis from that? <laughs> gets tuberculosis these days. I'm sure someone later on this show. 
Do I have to go watch it in the kitchen? No, no. I'm immersing. But you're not. Christ, the guy playing the deputy? He was 60 when he died. <laughs> what do you care? Well, don't you find it a little strange all these people died at an early age? Not at all. Tuesday Weld is still alive. There's still hope for you and her when it's lights out at the senior center. <laughs> Look, the desk clerk lasted until 87, but the ranch hand was only 59 when he died. The third leading cause of death in 1965, appearing on The Fugitive. It's not funny. Life expectancy wasn't as high back then. Yeah, but it wasn't 59. This is like they filmed the show next to a nuclear reactor. Just let the nostalgia wash over you. When we were kids, living until our 60s seemed like forever. Tom, everybody smoked back then and drove without seatbelts and ate White Castle. How many of those people would have lived another 20 years if they had the medical advances we have now? So relax. You should live well into your 80s. Just don't swan dive off the Hoover Dam or take Humira. You know, it's like we're all fugitives. What? Trying to escape time. Lieutenant Gerard is time, and the one-armed man is White Castle. That's it. No more shows before 2007. And beards and disguises won't help. We can't hide from Lieutenant Gerard. Hell, we can't hide from Google Maps. Tom, you're getting crazy. You were right, Val. We are old. We are not. People we thought were old, but who were actually young, are dead, and we're older than them. So where does that leave us? Well... You apparently in skilled nursing and me in Hawaii. Why can't you be scared shitless like me? Just once. Because I'd rather be grateful. We are still here and we're healthy. Well, aside from all the bullshit we get at our age, but healthy enough. I don't know about you, but I plan on being around a lot longer. Lieutenant Gerard is not going to get me. I wear a Fitbit. Trust me In 20 years When we're watching today's shows On nostalgia channels We'll long for the days We were this age You know what That's true That's very true Absolutely That was then And and, and this is now Right We've been given a gift We have Yes In a sense We're young We Young. Hey, 65 is the new 57. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Valerie. God, this is such a relief. <laughs> We're young. And still have our teeth. <laughs> we can do anything. Hell, hell, we can even go to Disneyland. That's how young we are. Right. Really? Yeah, let's do it. Come on, let's go to Disneyland. We'll take a couple of days. It'll be fun. Screw you, Lieutenant Gerard. Yeah, I'm the fugitive, but the movie fugitive. And this time, my new fake name will be Indiana Jones. (laughs) What? What? I, I was just thinking... You know on that Indiana Jones ride they have that sign that says this is a turbulent, violent attraction and if you have heart problems or you're over 65, it is not recommended? Yeah. 
Harrison Ford can no longer go on the Indiana Jones ride. <laughs> okay, we're old. We are so old. We are not. Oh, no, we're ancient. We're fossils. What else is on? Where's the remote? Oh, ow. Oh, I think I hurt my back. Oh, Maybe I do need your mirror. Okay, there is the reading of The Fugitive. And now what I'm going to do is play for you the finished version at the Hollywood Short and Sweet Festival. The reading that you heard was about 12 and a half minutes, and it felt a little long. And it was really good to have that opportunity to get some feedback, to hear an audience response. And you will see that when you do trim, even when you take out jokes, if you take out kind of meh, jokes and you have two good jokes on either side, the fact that they're now one after the other, it just elevates the entire thing. I defy you to miss anything that I took out. And, you know, going in, I really didn't know which jokes I should cut, which was really vital, which was easily lifted. That's why being able to hear it and record it and go through and analyze it allowed me to do this rewrite. You will see that the audience response is better too. Now, the only thing I should mention is that the quality of this, although it's not terrible, but it's not as good as the reading because the reading I had microphones like this right in front of the actors. So uh, what you're hearing is an actual performance. Like I said, it's not terrible, but the fidelity is not terrific. And uh, you'll see it is less than 10 minutes. Okay, here we go. So this is part two. This is The Fugitive with Andy Goldberg and Penny Pizer as performed at the Stella Adler Theater in Hollywood. Just need a second. Uh, 
And she was born in 1943, so. <laughs> hey, how would you just know that? Immerse yourself, you're not a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> you still have a thing for Tuesday Weld? Or do you watch late at night? <laughs> She's a marvelous actress. Uh huh? What year was Judy Dench born? <laughs>
Now that I think about it, the fugitive is really just Les Miserables without the songs. <laughs> a Frenchman escapes prison. The police inspector is after him. I guess the French Revolution, so lots of guys end up with one arm. Where's Victor Hugo's Emmy? <laughs> this could be the dumbest conversation we ever had. And in the movie, Hugh Jackman had a beard and dimples. Maybe Kimball assumed that everyone would think he'd grow a beard, and that's what they'd be looking for. So to stay one step up, he didn't grow a beard. Now it's the dumbest conversation we've ever had. <laughs> Can we just watch this show? Oh, wow, Yumera really does sponsor it. <laughs> <coughs> the guy playing the deputy, he was 56 when he died. What do you care? Well, don't you find it strange all these people dying at such a young age? Well, not all. Tuesday Weld is still alive. There's still hope for you and her when it lights out at the senior center. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, the desk clerk made it to 87. <laughs> but the ranch hand was only 59 when he died. The third leading cause of death in 1965, appearing on the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. Well, life expectancy wasn't as high back then. Yeah, but it wasn't 59. <laughs> I mean, that's like they filmed the show next to a nuclear reactor. <laughs> Everybody smoked back then and drove without seatbelts and ate White Castle. <laughs> How many of those people do you think would have lived another 20 years if they had the medical advances we have now? So relax. You know what? It's like we're all fugitives. What? Yeah, we're trying to escape time. Lieutenant Gerard is time, and, and uh, the one-armed man is, is White Castle. <laughs> That's it. No more shows before 2007. I know beards and disguises won't help. It's not like we can hide from Lieutenant Gerard. Tom, you're getting crazy. No, no, you were right, Val. We are old. We are not. Yes, well, the, the people that we thought were old are actually young, and they're dead.
I, I was just thinking, you know, on that Indiana Jones ride, they have that sign that says, this is a turbulent, violent attraction, and if you have a heart condition or you're over 65, it is not recommended? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Harrison Ford can no longer go. <laughs> <laughs> It. That is the short and sweet festival version of The Fugitive. Now, you might want to now go back and listen to the reading again and suddenly say, oh, oh, okay, yeah, oh, I see what was there. Uh-huh. I see why you didn't need this. Or not, you know, just get off the Stairmaster and go on about your life. But uh, that is an example of how we trim things to make the script better. And you'll notice, too, if you do go back, that there were a couple of jokes in the original reading that worked and got laughs, but still for the flow of the piece and just keeping the through line of the story going, it just didn't seem necessary. And I'm not about just keeping every single possible joke I can. You want the piece as a whole to work and be funny and have a nice flow to it. Again, our thanks to Penny Pizer and Andy Goldberg for doing that and also allowing me to share it with you. Uh, and who else? Let's see. Adam and Susie Meister-Butler and Howard Hoffman, as always. And if you want to get in touch with me, talk about this or anything else, my email address is hollywoodlevine at outlook.com, hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. Follow me on Twitter, at Ken Levine. And you can follow me on Instagram, Hollywood and Levine. Thanks so much for listening and indulging this little experiment. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.